This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hello there, everybody. My name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Man Group, the podcast with my friends and co-hosts, John Beedron and Devin Welsh. Hey, wow. Hey. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So there's uh, things going on where uh, uh, it's called history, and <laughs> yeah. it's happening every day, and I just want to go straight to it, please. Mm-hmm. Um Let's go to This Week in History. Two thousand one. One time energy giant Enron files for Chapter Eleven protection in one of the largest corporate bankruptcies in US history. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Enough said. Yeah, Yeah, clearly. (laughs) The case speaks for itself. What what, what do we know about Enron? Let's think about this. Uh, Uh, I thought Enron was a computer software program because the logo looked like like Windows. It's a good logo. Good looking Uh, logo. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Uh, that was the crime. Too too good of a logo. Well, I remember... When when it, when it went under, they auctioned off all of the the objects that were inside the Enron and outside and uh, mm-hmm. Ron <laughs> offices, and I re- do remember that the logo I think was the 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 high that that physical sculpture of the logo outside right sold for. Much. I wonder where the Enron logo is right now. Probably in someone's basement somewhere. I that's or collecting it, dust. Definitely not in jail. We don't we we don't prosecute don't those pro- things. <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. The logo the got away completely. Corporate logo unscathed. sculpture uh, complicit in the crimes. I would. Think you could so. argue that. I mean, one of the key uh, reasons they were able to commit so much fraud is because they had such a good logo. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. And it was and deceptive. It, there, it there was were willfully m- deceptive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Many architects into their scheme. So yeah, Enron was a power company, I believe. Energy, right? Were they? Yeah, but then they got up to all kinds of dirty tricks, right? Dirty, right? Dirty, dirty, dirty tricks. There was that um, documentary that people love, "Smartest Guys in the Room." It's good. It's very good. Uh, yeah. There, if you look up clips of that, there's these phone calls, internal phone calls for Enron employees saying some bad. Th- they're shutting off old ladies' power. That's yeah, what I they remember, were kept on saying. I remember they were laughing as they talked about old grannies getting their power shut off because yeah. the the grid had been uh, they had privatized, or there was a different way artificially that they were, like they like inflated there prices. were be blackouts or whatever. Yeah, right. ro- rolling like they were in control of blackouts. That yeah. must have been so, like, you must have had a real itchy collar if you're sitting there <laughs> as an executive at Enron in the courtroom. They start playing that phone call. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God. Uh, this is going to play well. Some of the top people got away without uh, much much of a charge at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. the main guy in Enron, Stealing? I think he was in, a, he was in a bunker and he took cyanide. 
What? I think so. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. Then, yeah. Him or and he's an Argentine family. Is that yeah, Hitler? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it was a, a strange parallel with Hitler's story. The yeah. CEO of Enron basically did exactly the same thing. He had a bunker <laughs> under the Enron building. They came in. The you know the federal agents were sort of like the Red mm-hmm. Army. He had and his wife as, legally change her name to Eva Braun. Yeah, mm. he had all of the child workers of Enron kind of storm <laughs> storm the uh, the federal agents in a sort of mm-hmm. last ditch attempt. All other uh, you know uh, older males were already killed by that point. I mean, right. one thing they don't talk about a lot is that <laughs> the Enron en- personal the, army. <laughs> the Enron was a massacre. You know when they stormed the the compound. <laughs> Yeah, and so again, this was an energy company, correct? <laughs> that had this massacre. They were. I mean, I think they expanded into a number of different mm-hmm. businesses by the time mm-hmm. that we got to that point. But in any case, yeah. um, it was a heroic conclusion, I think, to you know not not give up, not go not uh, not go into cust- the custody uh, alive, mm-hmm. to uh, to go down fighting. Go I, down, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's very why we remember Enron as well. Very powerful company. So thank Ron, you very much, Ener- Energy Enron. Guru Enron, Enron Ecstasy. Uh, thank you very much, Power Gurus of No uh, Power Anymore, Enron. All right, everybody, let's uh, move into the beef and potatoes of the show. What's in the new? Is there any gravy? Any gravy on those meat and potatoes? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of gravy going on. It's actually most gravy this meal. Most of it is gravy. It's soupy. It's a bit of a meat smoothie, we like to call it. (laughs) Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Dev, it looks like you got a bit of a story over there, but it—I can't even see. It's kind of smoky. I'm over here at the uh, the cannabis desk. Whew, it's a, it's a great desk. Um, but I've got a I've got a a sad story for all of How the marijuana enthusiasts yeah. out there. How great is it? It's so great. I I don't have a punchline for it, but the he story, can't see straight. Yeah. That's right. U.S. Customs officials have seized nearly four thousand bongs at D.C. airport. Oh my God! Damn. So there will be a bong shortage in the D.C. area for the next few months. Yeah. Uh, sit tight. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials seized a shipment of almost four thousand bongs at Washington Dulles International Airport. The agency said. The $56,000 shipment arrived from China on October 2nd, manifested as, quote, gravity pipes, the CBP said in a release Wednesday. These damn supply chain issues are just <laughs> affecting every asset of this country. Yeah. So it seems as if the person who wrote the article was partaking of the marijuana. Um, that sentence manifested as gravity pipes. Well, I don't I really think, understand it. I think what that means is that they the manifest, like the declaration oh, of what of was course. on the plane. Flight manifest. That's they were right. like, yeah, so what's in this box? And they wrote gravity pipes. And Aviation somebody speak. saw that and said gravity pipes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like, hmm. I don't know what that is. CBP yeah. import specialists confirmed that the glass bongs violated U.S. laws on the importation of drug paraphernalia, the release said. Hmm. The bongs were headed to an address in Los Angeles County, California. Damn. Could we so, have guessed it would be yeah. any other place? Uh, How about I think freaking Magic Johnson's house? Who, who's this? Yeah. Who's the uh, CBP 
CBP import specialist who confirms that their glass bongs yeah. Right, yeah. violate. Like, what What about them violates? Let me see your credentials. Let yeah, how do Are they you know? Are really an expert? Do yeah, what do they know? they have to confirm that it can successfully be used to smoke marijuana? Because if it doesn't work as a bong, then maybe it's not really a bong. But if it does work, then it is a bong. So somebody must have to somebody smoke, has to figure that take out. Take at least right. one bong hit off of one of these bongs. at work. Well, yeah. it could be you know sculptures. I mean, just yeah, they could be pretty vases. glass vases. They could be vases. vases. Could Anything be... that you can use to smoke marijuana is technically or legally speaking a bong. I've so, heard people do it so out apples, of apples, exactly. Soda cans. Could you believe but, this? Have you ever heard of such things? Such a thing. <laughs> so uh, well. The article goes on to say CBP officers screen international passengers and cargo for, quote, illicit narcotics, unreported currency, weapons, counterfeit consumer goods, prohibited agriculture, and other illicit products that could potentially harm the American public, hmm. U.S. businesses, and our nation's safety and vitality. The release Vitality? Said. What is so it? Then because I we're going to be lazy. I think the nation's vitality is the part that's at risk with the, these marijuana devices. Yeah, is that what that? Yeah, they put it at the end. Also, maybe because it starts with a V. But I want you to get off the couch. Uh, last e- month, CBP officers in Far, Texas, spelled P H A R R, seized more <laughs> than nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of cocaine weighing almost one hundred and twenty-five pounds that was hidden in a tractor trailer coming from Mexico, according hmm. to CBP. So CBP is giving us all of the good info on what they've been up to lately with all of these drug yeah, busts. They're humble bragging. Yeah, but they've been Humble very shrug. busy, apparently. Um, and in last week's release, the CBP... So this article is now going on to... It's just this, a list. Just the, the, the CBP's accomplishments. <laughs> the the greatest also, hits. They seized $23,000 in currency from a couple on a flight bound for Ghana. The couple reported Whoa. having just $10,500. Oh. So... The CBP like is doing that number. thing where you talk to like a kid who's a boy scout and he starts pointing at his merit badges and, he's like, and i got this one for doing this mm-hmm. and i got this one <laughs> yeah. for seizing a couple who are going to ghana yeah and exactly then. this one for showing up for breakfast and then <laughs> uh okay so it seems here in this article that they're they're getting you in with the glass bong story right Sensation. they said that there's fifty six thousand dollars worth of or f- yeah what four thousand four thousand bongs fifty six thousand thousand dollar shipment excuse me mm-hmm. uh that's fourteen dollars a bong by the way yeah that's that's, that's a good, good deal price. not included that's well wholesale price yeah that's wholesale right so uh again somebody has to figure out what makes it a bong i, I think it might be the the valve thing that goes inside uh-huh. that doesn't help uh if you're trying to make it seem like it's not cannabis uh mm-hmm. so i've heard um, well, if you, th- dear listener, if you find this story to be a little, um, seems like an encroachment on your liberties, I encourage you to, you know that thing where, like, you do a crime on purpose so that way you can take it to the Supreme Court? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I know all, everyone, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, know all about it. <laughs> so let's all log on to Alibaba mm-hmm. and search for gravity pipes. And yeah. it looks like you can do a maximum order of this one, the Hello World Shisha Glass Nargyle Portable Cups. How's it look? bong it's made glass and metal uh oh yeah work fine and then let's see what's the maximum number you can order 
If you get more than 5,000 pieces, they're 20 per. So it'll be a little more expensive, but you could probably get some people to donate to your legal fund. This is patriotic, though. This could be like a a mass movement type of thing where millions of people order thousands of bongs each. Just completely inundating the Dulles Airport in Washington. Yeah, there's one CBP import specialist (laughs) looking at every single piece of glass that comes through. I'm a glass specialist, they say. And... uh, named philip class perhaps and then uh they 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 just look through every box and and then you if if, if they're inundated with orders yeah from this website that up. that john keeps talking about there's going to be shortages of cbp import specialists also well, philip glass will be doing tr- double triple shifts he'll be running on <laughs> low sleep low food he'll be like yeah he'll so start stressed. to go crazy and then He'll lose his mind. He'll have a mental breakdown. He'll be like, I can't sleep mm-hmm. at night. I and need. Then, and then the warehouse is going to be filling up with these imports that they can't get through. And there's, it's just going to be bursting at the seams with yeah. glass bongs. And then the people will rally around <laughs> the outside of it and say, tear down this wall. And yeah, yeah, exactly. The CBP will have to stand down. The bongs will be released across America and we will have our liberty back. Yeah. And glass. Lots of glass we could use. And, and that's the thing. You know, the people are like, yeah, don't stack them. Don't stack them. You can't be stacking boxes with filled with glass. So uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to overwhelm the system. And then you will be allowed to import uh, somewhere over 4,000 bongs, if you wish, mm-hmm. into the United States of America. Thank you very much, Devin, for that report. Yeah, uh, stirring stuff. You might want to put that <laughs> now, yeah. thing down, Devin- though. You've been ripping Devin looks that. a little lost at the cannabis desk. Yeah, you've been Guys, ripping that. Guys, we're having so much fun out here. <laughs> <laughs> you've been ripping that thing the whole the whole story. All right, uh, listen, guys, I got a uh, I got my own little desk over here. Why don't you fly on down to my okay. desk? Where are we where are we headed? What direction should yeah. we fly in? Uh, well, just towards my desk, and then um, <laughs> well, let's spin the globe. Can you give me we're... that in latitude? Oh, oh, okay. You want me to spin the globe? So we, we haven't brought the globe, the globe out in a while. All right, here we go. <laughs> There's tons of dust on it. It's got yeah, all you haven't my touched nose. it in months. I know. All right, so we are now in Dayton, Ohio. All right. Okay. Have you ever have Have you ever been here? Have you? Is this your first time? Smack dab in the middle of the United States sort of thing? Yeah, that's... Somewhere that's, in that middle area? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I've got a headline here. And by the way, this is from Fox News, uh, America's most trusted source. Uh, Dayton, not at, uh, Dayton panel OK's bid to demolish Wright Brothers' original bike shop. Oh, my. This is a <laughs> terrible story. This is a case of... Uh, the erasure of history yeah and and some sort of eminent domain it seems i'm no lawyer uh but it says (laughs) the building constructed in 1892 was the wright brothers first bike shop so let's talk about the wright brothers you may know them through this podcast as the wright lovers they were yes brothers but also very much a pair okay and they made bicycles before they made their finest invention, the aeroplane, okay? They did their little tiny flight at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina in like 1902 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they Almost, didn't invent the bicycle, did they? No, 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 Devin, no, <laughs> they did not. That was uh, 
Paul Huffy. <laughs> and this is how great things are. This is how great things are invented. Is you know they they pick up the bicycle. It's already been made. They don't have to think about it. Yeah. Right. But then they build on the idea of the bicycle. Hmm. What if this went this direction up instead of up. across <laughs> the land? So yeah. exactly. So uh, John Devon, I imagine you've been on a plane before, an airplane. Have you potentially flown somewhere? Mm-hmm. But Obviously, it just started from, as we said, this bike shop and... Humble beginnings. The Dayton Board of Zoning Appeals has approved the city's request to demolish a 129-year-old historic building that once was the site of the Wright Brothers' first bike shop. As That's the headline again. The city hmm. wants to tear down the site because the building has deteriorated to a point where it can no longer be maintained and redeveloped, the Dayton Daily News has reported. Uh, public safety concerns have also been raised by some who fear the building could collapse. I How, think this is one yeah. of those things where the building is so old that it, it's allowed to exist under the like zoning laws of the time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's no nails in the building, <laughs> which was code in 19, 1892. Um, wooden pipes. Yeah. Wooden pipes, uh, exactly. Gas uh, just in the ceiling, just kept up in the attic. Yeah, their you supply of gas for their lanterns. Every person that walks through the doors of this building has to put a corset on, and mm-hmm. it, no matter what, uh, it's it, also it, a green silo inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what I'm wondering is, why is somebody worried that it could collapse? Is that person secretly living in the dilapidated <laughs> oh. store? Because I don't mm. understand who else, like who else, could be at risk of such a collapse. Do you think True. it's the the Wright brothers' ghosts, Perhaps. the Wright brothers' past? Uh, okay. Well, while agreeing that most of the building should be demolished, the De- Dayton Landmarks Commission rejected the demolition request in September. I was at that meeting. Uh, the the panel instead recommended that the city re-advertise the property and encourage its renovation in a way that preserves the historical facade. What do they mean most of the building should be demolished? Yeah, uh, I don't really get it. Like, 99% of it. <laughs> they just want to keep up brick? the front? Yeah. yeah. The front, there's, it's just one and front put a door. Plaque on it. Yeah. There's not, not even a frame that it's in. It's just a And door. then the rest of it will be like a Starbucks Target. Hey, cool. That's great. John, I like that idea. That's yeah, smart. Uh, okay, so preservation groups have all, uh, also opposed the city's plan. So everyone's against this plan that the city is trying to hatch. Whoever mm-hmm. the mayor of Dayton is, I'm. I would like to know their name. Is yeah, all. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> angry. What I'm. Uh, they argue them. that keeping the building's <laughs> facade and incorporating it into a redevelopment project would make the project eligible for historic tax credits. Okay, this is extremely boring article about (laughs) the right lovers, but... Inside Dayton redevelopment politics. Basically, here's what happens when you do a great thing and everybody remembers you and celebrates you. Exactly. For generations after your death, um, after your greatness is over... There's just going to be tons of people squabbling about you and all of the old dilapidated buildings that you used to live in. Yeah. And it's going to go on for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just let that be a word of warning before you try to invent the airplane or anything. Like yeah. That. And maybe if you're on an invention streak with your brother, who you may mm-hmm. or may not be in love with, maybe mm-hmm. also devote a little time to like, you know, some some handyman projects around the, around the shop. Yeah. 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 Maybe screw, screw yeah, that do some door renovations. Back in. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's as easy. I mean, you have all the tools already there. You, you spend so much time on that that bike chain. Why don't you Why don't you uh, spend a little time with the door hinge, as yeah. as we said. Mm-hmm. By the time um, they they by the time they even left the building, it was just like there would there were no doors on it anymore. There was just you know junk everywhere. They're not even using the toilet. They just go in the corners. <laughs> yeah, know, because they're so committed to building bikes and then airplanes <laughs> that yeah. you know they don't have time to the, work on the yeah. house or anything and they're or also ab- disgusting observe sanitary conditions yeah, yeah they're also they, disgusting personal hygiene or that that's one of the un, unknown things about the wright brothers love uh that they were extremely unhygienic there was no toilet in this bike shop yeah it was disgusting well no not one to can take smell back, you when you're in the air not to well, take us back the to toilet that was the original intention behind the airplane was right. like, okay, if we were able to fly up above people, no we could go to the bathroom and then no one would know where it came from. Right, yeah. on their heads, which is why you still see those stories every year about people being impaled with urine icicles, because yeah. that's the true legacy of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and the Wright brothers. I mean, they have a, a sordid history, and I, it, it's one of those weird things in history where you invent the plane, but then that kind of erases every other thing about you. And the, those things are like they shit in the corner. They uh, <laughs> needed to be up in the air to in yeah. order to shit and piss on people. Well, but they wanted listen, to be like their heroes, pigeons. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly on right. everyone's heads. That is so true. They're a a big bird in the sky is all <laughs> they wanted to be. Those Wright brothers. They actually had the the mind of a four year old. Uh, both of them <laughs> together. Yeah, together two Combined. each. So yeah. So that's the, that. That's listen. There's a bunch of other random shit in this uh, Fox News article. It's like it's like walking through a a, a, a swamp reading this thing tons of terrible comments and like right brothers uh, they were blah 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 okay so yeah, people are fired up on the fox news website comment <laughs> section about this story <laughs> yeah stay away if you can I think there's some plane updates, airplane updates over at your desk, yeah. John. Hey, What's why going don't you scoot over, over? Why don't I also join you at the plane desk? Yeah, well, let me. Let I, me come, yeah, it's like when two people play the piano at the same time. Let me on the bench. I, I don't know if I can take off my seatbelt. The light's still on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not allowed to be moving around. Oh, right in the shin. Sorry, the the uh, refreshment cart just banged me. Um, well, now that I'm over here at the uh, airplane desk as well. Why don't we go ahead and look at this story uh, from veritable website news.com.au. It's where everyone in Australia gets a a trusted source. A very trusted source. Passenger claims woman breastfed cat on board flight. Oh, come on. A passenger allegedly made a desperate plea to flight crew (laughs) after (laughs) spotting a person engaging in a gross act with her pet cat. (laughs) <laughs> she stormed the cockpit to tell them be like excuse me there's a lady In breastfeeding tears. the cat yeah Next. sorry i'm already on the side of this woman who breastfed her cat look i don't agree with what she did yeah, yeah. but okay. you know mind your own business on the plane. walk us it's walk us through flight. it <laughs> walk sorry, us yeah. through it now so this story is for all the cat lovers out there <laughs> like yeah john's a cat lover that's why i am a cat lover. i selected john to read this story um and yeah most pet owners will go to great lengths to care for their pets. When it comes 
to people and their pets. The question often isn't what you do for them, <laughs> but what you wouldn't do. <laughs> for often one American airline passenger, the latter doesn't seem to include breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Screenshot okay. has gone viral of mm-hmm. what looks like a pilot messaging system that suggests a passenger on Delta Air Flight DL-1360 to Atlanta DL began flight. breastfeeding her cat and refused to stop despite repeated requests <laughs> from the crew. <laughs> wow, so they name the flight. They no. name and shame um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the, the exact flight number to Atlanta. So presumably this person is now in Atlanta somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we could actually track their whereabouts if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested, reads the ACRS memo. <laughs> um, 13A, is that aisle? That's an aisle seat, right? Or is that window? Uh, that's a window seat. Window. Okay. Yeah. So, so breastfeeding with the view. <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe the cat's afraid of heights, as often <laughs> cats are. If you've ever put one on your shoulder. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you need to calm it down then maybe with yeah. whatever you have on hand. Then send Why it up it? to 35,000 feet. <laughs> I've never seen a cat on board an airplane before in general. Yeah, why is a cat yeah. on a plane? Let All alone right, well, a cat breastfeeding. Yeah, well, you see plenty of cats being breastfed on the ground. <laughs> oh, but yeah. But what you don't see is you don't see them in the window seat. Often mm-hmm. people will take them to the bathroom on the plane to do that. It's one of mm-hmm. the most expensive places to breastfeed a cat. That's <laughs> true. The pilot requested Delta's red coat ground team meet the customer after landing to reprimand her. So apparently Delta is a 300-year-old company. They have red coats as their mm-hmm. personal security force. Yeah. The red coats are coming. Yeah. This According is like to the, an... Um, yeah. No, go ahead. The private security enforcement team of Delta. I didn't know about the red coats. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the brand diving into. Yeah, exactly. Um, according to an online source, the carrier was contacted for comment to confirm whether the incident took place. Uh, Delta has tightened regulations regarding, here we go, Devin, emotional support animals over the last few years after experiencing an 84% increase in incidents. Incidents. Which breastfeeding. They don't, they don't say if it's breastfeeding incidents, but, but they're having a lot more problems with the animals. Some number of those incidents was also a breastfeeding incident. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, however, unlike this case, it is usually the animal acting up. So there we go. News.com.au is going ahead and saying that the animal was perfectly well behaved. <laughs> yeah. It was receiving the milk graciously, yeah. but not causing a disturbance. Again, it was this extremely distressed passenger who was refusing to mind their own business. Um, passengers are still allowed to bring their small dogs yeah. and cats in the cabin, but they must stay in a kennel under the seat in front for the entire flight, which is not a fun place to be. No. Um the phrase emotionally supportive has been interpreted broadly over the years. And in a statement, Delta said they had seen comfort turkeys, gliding <laughs> possums known as sugar gliders, snakes, spiders, and more taken on planes. Comfort, comfort turkeys. I love One that. of the more famous flyers was Daniel the Emotional Support Duck, who accompanied a 37-year-old woman with PTSD on a flight in 2016. Hmm. Oh, so the article sweet. ends there does not state whether or not Daniel needed uh to be calmed with uh, a, a, a turn milk. at the breast yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so the, the, there is a photo of daniel the uh mm-hmm. emotional support duck daniel has shoes on daniel has, is wearing shoes and a diaper i believe <laughs> that is very cute look that up mm-hmm. if you get a chance but uh That's yeah good. so, so the, what do we think boys well the phrase emotionally supportive uh mm-hmm. as you said has been interpreted broadly i've always considered that just to mean breastfeeding 
Yeah, so, I was gonna say. I mean, you're up. You know, yeah, thirty five thousand feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a little turbulence. Maybe the engine is making a weird sound you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And you need to calm yourself down. So, what do you want more than anything? It's to have you know a two year old cat <laughs> suckling at your breast with its claws out. <laughs> oh no. yeah, yeah. And my my oh, no. my take on it is that. You know, it comes down to whether something is a disturbance on the airplane or not. Whether True. something mm-hmm. is going to be an impediment to the smooth functioning of the flight, right. the safety of the passengers and crew. You know, and it sounds like in this case, it was a very peaceful situation. Right. So yeah. I don't think it needed to be disturbed or have attention called to it. I think you just turn away, you watch your in flight movie, whatever you got to do. Right. But yeah. I agree. And you know what? Cats, if you stare at them in the eye, they take that as uh, hostility. So clearly, you know, this yeah. person was trying to start something, probably trying Absolutely. to go viral. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think this is, if anything, I know that when, when stuff like this, you know, hits the courts, there's going to be recommendations that the, the, maybe the judge makes. And if, if anything, if I could get the ear of that judge, I would just like to say that all flights, hey, FAA, whoever's in charge of the FAA, federal aviation administration we need to start putting a little bowl of milk <laughs> cream <Yeah>. or cream <laughs> right in the galley right mm-hmm. when you walk into the plane absolutely i mean and, just get you know get ahead of this problem before it even starts right and i'm not against the breastfeeding that's not come on don't don't paint me as that Devin. Uh, so oh, I, th- I just think we should have a little, a little saucer of milk for kitties, uh, yeah. on planes. Hey, you know what? No rats on the plane. Uh, nope. Unless that was an emotionally support, uh, rat, in which case it probably didn't last the whole, whole flight. It's going to turn into Noah's Ark. I think yeah. it's going to be <laughs> very busy up in the sky mm-hmm. in the, in the coming years, months, Potentially yeah. days, but thank you very much, John, for that report. Um, well, and hey, speaking of the oncoming deluges which threaten to dim the human species' future, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have another article over here. Uh, world's first living robots can now reproduce, scientists say. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh. I don't think oh, that's yeah. good. That seems think, like that's happening to, today, this week. Um, updated 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday, November 29th, 2021. Holy shit. That's so recent. isn't this the moment that we've all feared? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like it should be way bigger news. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's dig into it. Let's go beneath the surface of this headline here. Maybe things aren't what they quite seem, but we'll 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 dig in and we'll take a look at this potentially you know, epoch changing <laughs> yeah. development in human history. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps the last defining moment of human history. Yeah. Perhaps this is our last real piece of human news before yeah, we so all get on the ark. Please. Yeah. Uh, the ark in the sky. Yeah. Please take us yes. through this, John. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. As penance for missing last week, I'm doing two stories this week. Mm-hmm. Here we go. The U.S. scientists who created the first living robots say the life forms known as xenobots can now reproduce and in a way not seen in plants and animals. In a good way or a bad way? They are not (laughs) saying. Well, okay, there's another buried lead here. The U.S. scientists who created the first living robots? Right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had no idea that this was already happening. They're like, they, they invented the first living robots on like, you know, 
Wednesday the week before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like, like updated a, story Monday. They can reproduce now. This is a very fluid situation. It's like <laughs> yeah. The U.S. scientists Tuesday, who created by the balls. The U.S. scientists who created the first living robots uh, left a harried, scrawled note in their lab and are nowhere to be seen. But the robots are now reproducing. Yeah. Um, formed from the stem cells of the African clawed frog, so these things have claws, from which uh, it takes its name, xenobots are less than a millimeter wide. Oh, thank God. <laughs> tiny. Okay. Can they uh, be the crushed? Tiny, uh, hmm, I don't know. Let's find out. The tiny blobs were first unveiled in 2020 after experiments showed that they could move, work together in groups, and self-heal. So to uh, answer your question, Devin, they could be squashed pro- possibly, but it doesn't seem like it'll do anything to them. They're better. And perhaps they, perhaps save, make them angry. It seems like right. they're 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 better than me. They can move. They can work together in groups and self heal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like two they're out of those three, at like a ninth grade level. Yeah, two two out of those three things I've been working on for a long time and have right. yet to work <laughs> out. Yet these things have done it overnight. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're breaking like a very undercovered story here, which is that there are now living robots and mm-hmm. they are reproducing by themselves. Autonomously. Autonomously. In a way that's unseen in the animal or plant kingdoms. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, and they they work together <laughs> and heal themselves. So, now the scientists that developed them at the University of Vermont, Tufts University, and Harvard University's Vice Institute for Biologically, Biologically Inspired Engineering. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. What? So, they have discovered an entirely new form of biological reproduction different from any animal or plant known to science. I was astounded by it, said Michael Levin. He said over the phone, not disclosing his whereabouts, <laughs> a professor of biology and director of the Allen Discovery Center at Tufts University, who co-led uh, the new research. Frogs okay. have a way... Of, oh, go ahead. Just, I just want to say, in the movie Terminator 2, <laughs> um, the T-1000 character can perfectly imitate uh, the voice of... That is so... Ma- of uh, what is his name, John Connor's mother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so we don't know whether Michael Levin is the person speaking on the phone in this interview, or whether it's the robots. They've <laughs> they've multiplied. They're superhuman, super smart, and yeah, and done. they've recently self healed. Absolutely, and, and of course, the first talk. person they would want to assassinate is the CNN journalist who's trying to break the story. Yeah. So we need to watch our backs. But and yeah. so these are, again, these are little tiny, they, they have the insides. I know that they're like less than a millimeter, but they have the, the, the makeup of a frog. They're they based have, on a frog, inspired by a frog. Uh, yeah. Inspired, yeah. Um, they also seem to be inspired by another animal um, from popular uh, consciousness, from cinema, xenomorphs. Oh, that's because nice. these xenobots are mm-hmm. a new life form that seems to be radically superior than anything that's come before mm-hmm. and completely unknown mm-hmm. um, and also I believe yeah James Cameron associated wow. since he did aliens uh, frogs have a way of reproducing that they normally use but when you liberate the cells from the rest of the embryo see again this makes me think that the xenobots are talking here <laughs> Yeah. In terms of liberating the cells yeah, from they, the embryo. Yeah, they work yeah. together. <laughs> they feel like this is like their, you know, dawn of their civilization. Yeah, they're yeah. speaking the language of emancipation here. <laughs> <laughs> you give them a chance to figure out how to be in a new environment. Not only do they figure out a new way to move, but they also figure out, apparently, a new way to reproduce. Okay, They fuck the anywhere. 
they're, they're everywhere they're like this is perfect for us and then they go the to xenobots. a new spot oh my god yeah. i love it the they're, xenobots resemble their creator in that they think they invented the kind of sex they're good at <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so it says stem cells uh, are unspecialized cells that have the ability to develop into different cell types to make the xenobots the researchers scraped living stem cells from frog embryos and left them to incubate there's no manipulation of genes involved. So it's very right. fresh. Very yeah. organic. Very organic. Organic uh, robots. Yeah. So most people think of robots as made of metals and ceramics. I've never thought about ceramics with robots, <laughs> but it's not so much what a robot is made from, but what it does, which is an act of its own on behalf of people, said Josh Bongard, a computer scientist. Bong. Bong Bongard. Okay, we needed a Bongard at the at the Delaware. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> uh, so, a computer science professor and robotics expert at the University of Vermont. Hmm, fish. Uh, and lead author of the study. In a way, it's a robot, but it's also clearly an organism made from genetically unmodified frog cell. So, so I don't buy it. It's not a robot. <laughs> it's yeah. a. It's a it's an tiny, animal. It's a so, cell. Yeah, it's not it's not a robot at all. Um, but it but it is. In a way it is. <laughs> in a way it is time. because they built it piece by piece but with right. organic organic materials. Perhaps materials. this is like we're just the T1000. Yeah, we're just you know, idiotic human beings that can't grasp, you know, what what we're the what nuance we're here. here. What yeah. we're on the cusp of here. Yeah. Beginning of a, you know, we we think it's a robot, but not quite. It's a frog, but it's a robot. But actually, it's something altogether different. Yeah. And we don't have the words for it yet. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when somebody uses a super big word that you're kind of unfamiliar with, and they're like, oh, I think I'm using a different definition than you. It's like, we're just doing that for robots. Like, these people right. are using a skewed version of, of the word robot that we are unfamiliar with. Okay, yeah. but here... Here, we've got a... I'm going to keep going Please. with this. Bongard said they found the xenobots, which were initially sphere-shaped and made from around 3,000 cells, could replicate. But it happened rarely and only in specific circumstances. The hmm. right mood, the right the lighting. Mood, yeah. The right, right. Yeah, the the right vibe. Music. Like, what's yeah. the vibe? Yeah. The xenobots mm -hmm. used, quote, kinetic replication, a process that is known to occur at the molecular level, but has never been observed before at the scale of whole cells or organisms, Bongard said. I've seen it. I've seen it. With the help of artificial intelligence, here we go, the researchers <laughs> then tested billions of body shapes to make the xenobots more effective at this type of replication. So they kind hmm. of beefed them up with artificial intelligence to make them way more into having sex reproducing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to see them fuck, said Bongard. Yeah. yeah, Bongard used AI to make them hornier than ever. The supercomputer <laughs> came up with a C shape that resembled Pac-Man, the 1980s video game. They found it was able to find tiny stem cells in a petri dish, gather hundreds of them inside its mouth, Ooh. again like Pac-Man, and a few days later, the bundle of cells became new xenobots. Okay, so, so this is not Terminator. This is Stephen King's The Langoliers, which uh, are flying mouths that devour the world's reality around you hmm. and, well, and re replicate themselves. There, Do you ever there see you that? have it. No. It, it also seems like Pac-Man. Uh it, looks, it seems like Pac-Man gone awry, like a kind of Pac-Man, but he jumps a loose through the screen. Pac-Man. Yeah, horny. Yeah, yeah. That's what Langoliers is, basically. 
So uh, the AI didn't program these machines in the way we usually think about writing code. It shaped and sculpted and came up with this Pac-Man shape. So you could say own. the AI expressed itself through the, the the genetic material that it had at its hand. It's just like, I yeah. love Pac-Man. I'm such even, a Pac-Man. <laughs> even the artificial intelligence now already, you know, artificial intelligence has only been around for, for a very short period of time, but it's already struggling with the anxiety of influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it can't come up with its own original ideas. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. is Pac-Man the most optimal shape or not? Am <laughs> I just, am I, you know, am I copying the yeah. 1980s video game or is this is really this, the perfect sh shape yeah do i retread you know with kind of like different subtler hints of irony you know the, the <laughs> traditions of my people right <laughs> so the shape is in essence the program the shape influences how the xenobots behave to amplify this incredibly surprising process so it's very early technology think of a 1940s computer and don't yet have any practical applications However, the combination of molecular biology and artificial intelligence could potentially be used in a host of tasks in the body and the environment, according to researchers. So they want to put these in our bodies to play. This may include things like collecting microplastics us. in the oceans, inspecting root systems, and regenerative medicine. So yeah, these are the the nanobots. It never we were is promised. those things, though. <laughs> These were the. These hey, you are know what I'm <laughs> All these articles, they're like, we figured out, you know, we're going to yeah. use mushrooms to do this thing where we like heal the planet in an extremely like, you know, adbusters type way. And then it's always something else. Yeah. And, the, it, and it's it always the development like, of like new drugs. It, it turns into like Uber or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we're just going to give you like kind of cheap cab rides for a while. Yeah. Uh, well, the prospect but, of yeah, self replicating biotech could spark concern. The researchers yes. said that the living machines were entirely contained in a lab and easily extinguished, so they have the kill switch mm. at the ready. Mm -hmm. There's a guy who's standing in the lab, and he's got his hand hovering over the kill switch, <laughs> which is just a bunch of uh, submachine guns pointed at the lab. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, But it says, as they are biodegradable and regulated by ethics experts. Mm. So there are uh, brilliant minds working on this problem, whether to kill them, whether to keep them alive, how yeah. much freedom to give them. Okay, um, and then in the next paragraph, I'm vindicated. The research was partially funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, a federal agency yeah. that oversees the development of technology for military use. Okay, so we've so, got a DARPA project on our hands here. Yeah. This is so these are either going to be used for repairing tree root systems, or <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or there's or it'll be, be used for turning your brain into a tree root, looking <laughs> yeah. or turning you into a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's uh that's quite the report, John. Uh, Thank you. And so uh, there was there was word in the group chat that you were at the uh, the research lab as they were doing that. Would mm -hmm. give us a, a an idea of the atmosphere. Yeah. Okay. John, well, it was we a heard, pretty. Go we ahead. heard that yeah. they used the uh, the Xenobots to uh, make subtle subtle changes to your brain. Implanting you with a set of false memories and uh, completely twisting <laughs> twisting your psychology around. Yeah, well, so what's it like? say that because I don't remember anything before my visit to the DARPA lab where hmm. I witnessed the uh, Pac-Man type machines in operation for the first time. And I'll I'll give you a little you know slice of life, a mood check on mm -hmm. what it was like there. Okay, so it was sort of like a white tile, like subway tile ground. 
there mm-hmm. was um, some old vintage uh, sort of kitsch on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a counter on the far end, and there was a man there selling pizza and sodas. Mm. And yep. then there were these big rectangles with levers and buttons on them playing okay. uh, digital music. It oh, sounded wow. like. Uh, clearly, these were the supercomputers being used to crunch the whole process. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I witnessed um, miniature scientists about the age of 13 to 17 mm-hmm. all hovering around these machines, pulling the levers and uh, depositing uh, credentials, these round cr- metal credentials, into the fronts of the computers uh, as they manipulated these new Pac-Man-like organisms. Nice. Well, it was pretty fun. That sounds that sounds incredible, and I think we should inject Ron, you with more of those. <laughs> Ron, it sounds like the Xenobots did the job on John. It sounds like so it. So we can report back to DARPA. That's an affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much, DARPA. And kind of John, no, John a lot. John did put uh, his whole body on the line for this story, mm-hmm. and we, we do what? appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, agency excuse me. Uh, thank you very much, John, for that re- that science update. All right, everybody, that was th- what's in the news. Our next segment is a new segment we like to call. The Big the Brown, Brown of the, of the week. week. Finally. I was the waiting all week Brown. to find out what The Big Brown was this week. Yeah, yeah that's right. Every yeah, you, you lead the way because this is a wonderful event. Every time there's a Big Brown, it's a really, really fun time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is something that I didn't know about. Uh, Big Brown. It, it, it's a day in, in the American calendar that I didn't know existed until uh, just recently got a headline here from m live so plumbers are expecting big brown friday following <laughs> thanksgiving feasts comma increase in sewage <laughs> so the day after thanksgiving is usually the busiest <laughs> day of the year for plumbing and drain service providers according to roto rooter one of the largest plumbing repair and sewer drain cleaning services in the united states so you might be familiar with Black Friday, but there's a mm-hmm. certain sector of the workforce prepping for something else, Brown Friday. And I they think, refer to it as Brown Friday. Yeah, so there's several factors that contribute to this, this uh, brown issue. Yeah, there are. Stuffing, turkey, mashed <sighs> potatoes. Yeah, large gatherings, meal beer, prep, kitchen beer. cleanup, overload sinks, disposal, post-meal waste loads up in toilets and sewers. <laughs> Creating lots of work for plumbers. So this is a bones, huge... Accidentally swallowing bones. Huge so day for plumbers. What we're talking about here, just be, just so that I'm not confused, we're talking about the, the feces. We're talking about oh. people going number no. two. The day following Thanksgiving. They I interpreted it food. as the brown color of the turkey's skin as you roast it in the oven. No. Oh. Because I was thinking the next day after you eat this big Thanksgiving meal, mm-hmm. you, you're you full of food, you digest it, it gets processed into this kind of, uh, you know, depending on your consistency, but to your <laughs> loose kind of solids. Mm-hmm. And, and so everywhere across America, people are just dumping poo into the toilet on Brown Friday, the day following Thanksgiving, yeah. clogging the toilets mm-hmm. and making a hell of a job for... The fine people over at Roto Rooter who mm-hmm. actually are sponsoring this episode yes. this week. 
Yes. Thank you, Roto Rooter. Thank, thank you. Thank you for all of the free uh those like snakes snake things. Yeah, yeah. we're all the drain We've snakes been playing we with got. them. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh so they th- some some representative who I think we'll find out who he is later, I guess, uh, says this extra strain on the plumbing system is like the proverbial last straw that breaks a camel's back. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. So wait, is he saying that this is it for our plumbing system? We're fucked. Uh so- it, it's we, gonna we, we, totally break. This is one of those other macro level problems that we're hearing about these days. You know, we've got the supply chain issues. We've mm-hmm. got the infrastructure that needs repairing, and this mm-hmm. is a piece of that infrastructure where yes. it acts kind of as you know, it's like the port of Los Angeles. All of those cargo piled up, piled up, piled up, mm-hmm. and then finally it, it all falls apart. It, yeah. So uh, companies like Rotorotor uh, have dubbed this day Brown Friday due to the amount of sewage and wastewater they deal with. So they see a 50% increase in call volume over an average Friday and a 21% uptick in business over any other four-day week weekend period. So that's that's quite remarkable. That's a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, extra guests means more flushes, showers. Everybody's just flushing. They're flushing, showering. Wiping. They're like, they're so, they're so messy that they have to go shower afterwards. Mm-hmm. People are pouring yeah. the grease from the giblets down the sink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I spilled the gravy all over my jacket. Oh, I need to put go shower. Let me flush it down the toilet. Uh, hold on. I got to go to the bathroom first. <laughs> so, uh,. So, yeah, dishwashing, laundry uh, greatly increases the chance of plumbing or drain failure. Uh, So to avoid plumbing and drain trouble over any weekend, we've got a few (laughs) tips here that uh, we've drawn up independently of (laughs) Roto-Rooter. Yeah. And we've decided Mm -hmm. to enlighten you. Uh, Devin, would you please take the first tip? Absolutely. Yeah. Roto-Rooter did not help with this at all. At all. We did it ourselves. True. Despite many requests. Mm -hmm. Anyway, never pour grease, turkey drippings, or cooking oil down drains. Um, And, you know, you could extend that to anything that resembles any of those things. (laughs) They solidify in (laughs) pipes and choke drains. Yeah. Yeah. So don't pour the grease down the drain. Throw it out the window. Throw it into your backyard, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, don't throw it at anyone though uh so mm-hmm. yeah they uh solidify in the pipes and choke the drains you don't want to be choking any drains choking drains and servicemen who are down in the in the sewers at the time you yeah. you drum, drop yeah them down. so John, job g- it is while they're working on the drains it, they have to take it apart and one guy's job is to just eat whatever eat. comes down <laughs> yeah. the drain so don't do that to him <laughs> yeah, yeah stop so john could you uh please take us through the next yep. tip Yes. And again, just to reiterate, we are preserving our journalistic integrity by refusing to collaborate with Roto-Rooter on these tips. Even though they sponsored today's podcast. They sponsored the podcast, but we did not allow them into the, what I call it, the ideas room. (laughs) Yeah. Where we Editorial and marketing, advertising, totally separate. separate. We are independent. We do good journalism here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Tip number two, don't put potato peels, poultry skins, bones, rice, or pasta down the garbage disposal. Whoops. What are you supposed to... Disposals can handle small quantities of scraps, but most food should go into the trash can or compost pile. So again, throw those things out your window into fields behind your house, like yeah. you will, with the grease and the turkey drippings and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's you want to have a nice little pile of just, you know, grease, garbage, bones, garbage, 
uh, grains, poultry skins in your field by your house. Yeah. Get yourself a field too, if you don't have one. So, Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. That was a good tip. Uh, here's one for you. Make sure the disposal is running when you add food scraps. Such okay? a good point. People forget <laughs> this one a lot of the time. Dumbass. Who, who, you own a disposal. Yeah. You, you're going to put this motor in your sink and you're you're going to just throw stuff down there when it's not on? It'll turn on. Yeah, yeah you come got on. the thing installed and now you don't even know how to use it? What's the matter yeah, with you? Yeah, come turn on. Turn it on when you use it. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Don't so flush it, wet wipes down toilets. This is another tip yeah. that we just we came up with independently. Independently. Mm-hmm. Rooter. Most won't dissolve and can clog pipes. So when you're when you're wiping from that turkey dinner, I know it's a mess down there. You're gonna need to use a wet wipe. <laughs> yeah, but or once a you have it all it's cleaned, like, or a few. Yeah, <laughs> we know it's like field dressing a wounded soldier in World War One <laughs> down there on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, but please try to you know retain some of the supplies. Pretend it is World War One and you're low on rations. Yeah, yeah. Put it back in your pocket when you're done. Use it again. Rinse it out. Yeah. You're gonna need it later. Trust me. Like yeah, a couple hours later. When you when you have like. F- three of them in your hand they look like a brown bandana and you're just like my <laughs> god how many do i need uh mm-hmm. yeah so don't flush those they they cause those something bergs what are they called the fat bergs where they get grease bergs they get stuck in fat the bergs yeah in the whole system and rotorooter hates when they have to deal with that and they complain the to, fat berg. they complain to me for some reason i have to take <laughs> on all of rotorooters like uh, like work complaints. I'm sick of it. Uh, yeah. Here's one. Place a plunger in guest bathrooms to save your guests the embarrassment of asking for one. So this seems like a bit of a projection that somebody, yeah, somebody okay. had to one of us. I, I have to admit, I have to admit that like I think this is a really important point um, <laughs> because I've I've been in that situation before and uh, it's a really terrible situation. When Can I say you, something? I yeah, also w- had experienced this at someone I was dating's house. Mm. Uh huh. And I had to ask their mom for the plunger. Oh no! How long had you been together? And they were like, "What? Like six months?" Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, over. still in the danger zone. That's but over. But yeah, so you have to ask it's for the plunger. Sour things. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe the plunger gets a little dirty Ugh. after you yeah. use it. Gross. And you have to leave it there. It. Yeah, because yeah, you have to hand it back. There's no because there's no holder for it in the bathroom because See, it's not in the bathroom to be because it's not not where it lives. That's interesting that you, both of you guys brought this up because uh, we talked about this in our ideas room meeting. Um, when I have to ask for a plunger, I'm proud. I'm. I say. Right. I say to them. I go. Look what I look what I did. Everyone, come look. Everybody, come look. It won't. It's over. It's like Niagara Falls in your bathroom. Well, you have to say I brown keep Friday. It, it won't go brown down. Fr- yeah. yeah, it's brown Friday. Brown Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you have to say that to your friends. Uh, or okay, so another thing is uh, when you have guests over, get them all little. This is another tip, by the way. Get them all little um, uh, w- w- plungers. So when they Eating enter your plungers. house, everyone <laughs> everyone gets a plunger. Before they eat, before they do anything, wherever they like, go. Listen, and, I know, you know it, it could happen, but you should have this. Just hand out diapers too at the beginning of the <laughs> True. meal. Hand out diapers, hand out plungers, and then wipes. you're 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 double covered. Yeah, wipes everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure your guests are comfortable. Okay, so we have uh, uh, one last one. Yeah, it's uh, in. If you and once more, these were all of these tips Ours. came up with us three. 
independently of the Rotorua Corporation, a in fantastic the, in the ideas business, room. one of the totally America's separate. great, most iconic businesses. Um, but call 1-800-ROTO-ROOTERS if you experience any plumbing issues on the holiday, as they are always standing by 24-7 yep. to assist you with any plumbing-related catastrophes. Yep, and tell them the Blue Men Group sent you, and use promo code Blue Men Group. And if that doesn't <laughs> yeah. work harass them on customer service and, and, and insist if the, that you are not cr- incorrect and, and if they say there, there is no such promotion and they've never heard of blue men group they are lying to you yeah yes let them know about blue men group then so <laughs> tell them to subscribe yeah it's a new podcast. okay so uh the last tip here is also spread out showers and laundry loads and right. there's a little sub tip here Consider showering with your whole family as just kind of a, a thing after dinner. Make it a Mega new efficient. Yeah, yeah, make it a new um, uh, you know holiday tradition where you you all get in there, scrub off all the food that's all over your <laughs> disgusting bodies, and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's 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 something that we can all uh, all do and do do your laundry together as well. Uh, just you do your moms and your moms will do your just everybody share and that's what the that's what the holiday is really all about yeah Yeah, that's right so thank you so much roto rooter for sponsoring today's uh episode john could you please give out that phone number again 1-800 roto rooter and you may be saying to yourself that's too many numbers the last few don't count, but do it anyways. <laughs> just because it's part of the promo code. Roto just root. dial the damn number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop clogging your toilet and dial the damn number. Yeah. That's their that's their uh, motto, and we love them for that. Thank yeah. you very much, guys, for the big brown of the week. That's also kind of like a great reset territory. Uh, like stop flushing so much in the future the new economy you're not allowed to flush as much yeah you're not going to be able to and you'll love it okay so before we head on out here as before we you know uh, 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 clock out and put on our long leather trench coat fedora and cane and walk out of here and Go down Take to the post office and send yeah. send, <laughs> send out. Yeah, it's true. I've got a Duns cap on all the time. All right, so uh, we've got the numbers dashboard here for a segment that we like to call last Ooh, week's last numbers. numbers. Uh, for some reason, weeks is crossed out on our little uh, uh, itinerary here for the show, but. Unfortunately, guys, we're down 9% over the previous 14 days. Um, we will overcome. Yeah. We I'm, will overcome. <laughs> listen, I'm not worried about it. I am not worried about this. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And I can I tell you guys why I'm not necessarily worried about the, the 9% dip over the previous 14 days? I would yeah. love to hear any reason to make me more optimistic. I'm really yeah. at the threshold here with this. I'm, All right. I'm well, ears. we found out that... We have one listener in Argentina, and our Argentinian friend called into the show, left a message. No, they just sent me a voice memo, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I encourage you to do so as well if you are an international listener. In fact, if you're just any sort of listener, you can say you're from anywhere, but uh, we got this message 
from Argentina. <laughs> and uh, and and they're we not, were told, they're gonna stop listening if you pronounce it like that. <laughs> okay, wrong. I know. Sorry. Uh, we we were told that we shouldn't worry about the numbers. Now, I just want to play this for you. Uh, and again, please send an audio message to us to let us know where you're listening. But our Argentinian listener has chimed in. Hey, I'm Robledo Pussy, your your single, your one and only Argentinian fan of the show, and um, I feel a responsibility comes with that, and I wanted to come on the show to state my defense, and uh, we're gonna keep it light. Um, I think. I've talked to friends about the show. I think you guys are doing a great job. And it's just, I'm not worried about it, about the numbers. I wouldn't be so worried about it. I think in due time, people will realize what is happening here. As long as we know and we keep on doing it, so yeah, I think maybe I have led a life where I have chosen maybe the over sex and over friendships and substances, over friendships and that leaves you with the un unfollowed meme account on Instagram. <laughs> and soon to be vanished into the metaverse along with your grandma and my grandma and everybody's grandma so yeah i love you wow. i love you too i love you too i love you too thank you Rolo. man i'm feeling so much better about the numbers now yeah yeah like, it feels like there's just been a whole weight lifted off of me about the numbers Although to now honest, I'm really now I'm very worried about the metaverse again. <laughs> yeah. and to be grandma. honest, to be honest, listening to that message, you know, it, it gave me so much hope um, for the show and for all of us, you dear listeners as well. It, it filled my heart with uh, with happiness. Yes, and we would like to fill specifically Devin's heart with happiness way more. So please send your audio messages to all of us. Uh, just send, just find me on Instagram and send me an audio message. Send send audio to any of us. Contact Anyone us. Yeah. If, if you can find, find out email. how to contact us. Yeah. There's an email associated with the account that Ron will not give us. Yeah, because I to, still I still don't know where it really doesn't matter. what it is. Just send us something and we will at on one million media. percent play it on the show. Yes, we will one trillion Anything. percent. Please yeah. send us some audio. We would love to play it on the show. Uh, Devin, John, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. My and pleasure. I hope to see My you guys pleasure. next week. And listener, you have a great week as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.